podcast is brought to you by HCN, your source for the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment. Enjoy the show. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. Yay. yay. And this is your host, Peter. Double yay. Double yay. Um, this episode is brought to you by the letter double yay. <laughs> this uh, episode is brought to you by Wonder Balls, because it's a wonder what's inside every ball. <laughs> That's a good 90s reference. And speaking of the 90s, Kyle... Yes. Um, speaking <laughs> speaking of the '90s, Peter, <laughs> we thought it would be fun to talk about '90s R&B because yeah. it's kind of a decade we don't really breach that much because funk was dead and buried by then. Yeah. Um, but I stumbled upon a XM station that I'm going to give a stamp of approval to, called <laughs> Heart and Soul. Uh, that's XM48, for those of you wondering, if you have XM Radio. Um, cool. I don't know if the channels are different for different people or if it's the same for everyone, because it's through satellites and lasers. 48, you said? Yeah. Okay. I think it's probably, I think it's the same everywhere. I would assume as so. As far as I know. Um, and on that station, there's a lot of 90s R&B that kind of, I was just like, oh my god, I forgot about all these songs, but I like these songs. Hmm. Specifically because, as a 90s baby... I actually remember some of them, which I can't really say about other decades. That's true. I mean, I guess by default we have the closest connection to 90s music because if that's when we were born. Yes, exactly. So, um, <laughs> so we thought it'd be fun to kind of go through some of the 90s artists that we dig, uh, talk about why we dig them, like what we remember them from or if we remember them, and stuff like that. And speaking of uh, us being born in the 90s, for you listeners who don't know, Kyle and I were actually born the exact same day. That is the freakiest thing. Which is the freakiest thing. Freakiest thing. Yeah, we both are born in 1990 on March 17th. That's true. Wait, what time were you born? I don't know. Really? In the morning. Sometime in the morning. Ask your parents, they know. Because I was born at like 3 p.m., I think. Okay. I I would have to double check. I think I was like... 6 a.m. or so. You asshole, you were nine years older than me. Or nine hours older than me. <laughs> I can do math. I was, or whatever. I was born at the stroke of noon. In a pub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the ultimate Irish birth. Just birthed in a pub. On St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, I just have this image. The baby is like, because you know, like at the pub you have the bar... I just have an image that, like, the like the baby comes sliding out, like a slip and slide, and slides down the bar. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, grabs a mug as he slides by. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to hell. That's that's probably one of the least terrible things you've ever said on the show. That's actually surprisingly true. But, yeah, so, like, like Kyle said, I mean, like, 90s R&B, like, that's not something we talk about a lot. We have touched on it uh, in a few different episodes previously. Um... Two in particular that I can remember. Uh, one of them was we talked about like R and B duets between like a, a male and a female singer, 
some of those were in the 90s, but not all of them. I mean, they went back as early as like the 60s or the 70s. So, I mean, we talked about it a little bit then, but not really the whole time. And then another time we actually did talk a lot about 90s music was um, R&B songs that were featured in 90s animation films, which was extremely specific, but yes, that was a good one. But, yeah. So I mean, we have we have some familiarity with it, but not yeah. quite as much as the other. Yeah, not as about. not as encyclopedic as most of our um, music. But so bear with us. Yes, exactly. But I guess we should probably dive into it. We should jump into it, as they say. Um, and the first artist we want to talk about is Destiny's Child because you can't talk about the '90s without Destiny's Child because Beyonce. Um, it's our destiny to talk about it. Yes. I guess we both did a tie-in because you said jump into it, and the song you wanted to talk about is jump in, jump in. Yes, Peter. Um, well, they didn't know that. I know you knew that. True. Uh, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> Destiny's Child was an R&B group uh, comprised of Beyonce Knowles, Kelly Rowland, and Michelle Williams. They were formed in 1990 in Houston, Texas. So they all Texas girls. Um, they were just massively, massively famous. Um... They had a lot of good songs. Most famous I could think of is Survivor, Independent Woman, Bootylicious, which I think coined that term, which is interesting. I, I am thankful for because I like <laughs> that term. Um, the song that I wanted to specifically mention tonight is the song Jumpin' Jumpin' because I really like it. And the club be jumpin' cool. jumpin'. Um, but yeah, I mean, not much more to say about Destiny Child other than it birthed Beyonce and she... Okay, since I'm, I'll get into Beyonce a little bit here. What is the obsession, the current obsession with Beyonce where no matter what musical background you come from, no matter what ethnicity you are, you have to like Beyonce. I've seen, like, hipster white guys who listen to, like, nothing but, like, mandolin music recorded next to a... <laughs> <laughs> like Ethiopian firewood church hall and okay. yet they like Beyonce. Why? I kind of know where you're, where you're coming from with this. I don't really know the answer to that. Like, I don't listen to Beyonce at all. I don't either, um, aside from Destiny's Child. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's one of those things with like a pop singer, like if it's something that everybody knows and everyone's familiar with, like you're going to be listening to it at one point or another. True. Um, so a lot of people probably just embrace that. Yeah. But what's funny is like, I remember that this was specifically such a thing that they even made fun of it on SNL. Where like really? some guy said he didn't like Beyonce and then people just like went apeshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I wasn't completely aware that that was a thing, but. Apparently um, it's a thing. Yeah. Um, so yes, if any of you listeners know exactly why Beyonce is the golden child, please tell us because we don't know. I mean, not that she's bad. I just don't get the genre crossing, people crossing obsession with her. Mm. She's like the new queen of soul. Um, <laughs> should so, we listen to a little clip of Jumpin' Jumpin'? I think we should jump into the song Jumpin' Jumpin'. Uh, okay. Yeah. Are you ladies leave your man at home? Do 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 do. I'm not gonna sing any more songs because I'm bad at it. That was our last episode, right? The one we just did. Yes, it was about singing. Yes, yeah. it was. 
<laughs> and now you got me singing every song. Um, so yeah, that was Jumpin' Jumpin' by Destiny's Child. So what yeah. do we got next, Mr. Peter? Um, okay, well, speaking of episodes we did recently, let me let me jump around on our list a bit. Um, we did mention a new edition like two episodes ago, I think. Yes, we did. Uh, when we were talking about bands that we like misattribute. Yeah, because their song Candy Girl sounds like the Jacksons. I think that was it. That was the reason. Yeah. And like we talked about before, they kind of started, I mean, they were, they were a new edition. They were pretty much a boy band um, who started, I, and then we, we did say this, and you know, it is true that they, uh, technically they started in the, in the late 70s, but they started getting popular in like the 80s. And then throughout the 90s, um, they kind of paved the way for other boy bands that became really popular in, in like that whole movement that happened in, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um like boys to men, Backstreet Boys, and sing all that stuff. Like they kind of led the way for that all to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you really think about it, New Edition. I mean, discounting the Jackson Five was mm-hmm. like the the first of that new wave of like black boy bands. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that it does. Boy bands were boy bands, black and white and whatever, were huge in the nineties. But they were kind of like one of the first because they were. Most of their stuff was in the eighties. They have a lot of uh, later, right. early nineties hits as well. Yeah, um, I don't know if we necessarily need to play a song by that because we did just talk about them recently. This is true, um, but we could play um, one of their songs, "Hit Me Off," which is uh, one of their bigger ones. I can dig it. So uh, why don't we listen to a little clip of that, and you guys can hit it off with that song. Just to, to clarify, uh, that was the song Hit Me Off. Um, New Edition released that song in 1996. And that was part of their album Home Again. So if you're interested in hearing more stuff like that, I mean, that this is basically, I mean, that album is kind of a little bit interesting because they kind of, they basically had to reunite in, in 1996 uh, to create that album. Um, because I guess before that, um, they kind of had a hiatus starting in 1990. Um, because I guess some other members were like working on other projects mm-hmm. and stuff, and those, and then some of and two of their members actually went on to create successful uh, solo careers for themselves. So this this particular song, this particular album, like in the mid to late '90s, I mean, like that. So I guess they weren't technically still together as much by then. It was more of a reunion project, mm-hmm. um, but you definitely can't ignore the fact that they. Like we said, they paved the way for basically that whole boy band movement that happened, exploded, rather, in the 90s. Oh, yeah, totally. Speaking of exploding, because I know you mentioned them earlier and how New Edition kind of paved the way, biggest mm. black boy band of the 90s, unequivocally, unequivocally boys to men. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, funny thing about boys to men is they actually surpassed Elvis Presley and beat his decades-old record of having a number one album, uh, album, excuse me, for the longest period of time, and that was thirteen weeks. That's, Im- that's impressive. <laughs> yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, they had this massive hit in 1992 called "End of the Road." Um, still, hmm. probably their biggest song, but I don't like that song as much. Um, 
and yeah, they just they just smashed all kinds of records. I guess um, they are the only bands besides the Beatles and Presley to have uh, number the longest time being at the number one, three, and four spot on the Billboard charts for certain songs. They're the only band besides the Beatles and Presley to have to have a number one and then have their own song unseat their own number one with a different <laughs> song. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so they were just ungodly massive. They were like the backstreet boys of the black community. Mm. Oh, that would have been a great tie-in if I wasn't going to keep talking. Darn it. I missed a total. Wait, what do you mean? I was going to say, they're the Blackstreet Boys. We can still use that as a good transition. Okay. Because um, I was actually looking a bit into Blackstreet as you were talking. Nice. So yeah, um, Boys to Men, good shit. Did you want to play a song? Yeah. By that? Um, real quick, we can play the song, I'll Make Love to You, because that's like almost the most cliche song in the history of the world. We hope you made love to that last song. Now we're going to take you down Black Street. <laughs> yeah. Um, another funny thing, actually, because um, you were saying it's it was kind of like the Backstreet Boys or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Black Street is kind of more of like they have more of, I guess, like a funk slash soul hip hop type influence uh, versus some of these other ones. The founding member of Black Street, uh, funny enough, uh, Teddy Riley. Um, formed this group after the breakup of the band Guy. And before we <laughs> recorded, actually, Kyle, I was laughing because I was looking back into our catalog of previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And one of the songs we talked about in our 90s animation epi- our episode was um, a cover of a Wilson Pickett song, Land of a Thousand Dances, by the group Guy. Yeah, I forgot. That's... And, I, and I was laughing that that was a funny name. That is really funny. Just... Uh, but, I, I mean, we can actually mention guy as well good since we're here because i mean they were basically around the same time and they were i was a good guy they were they were yeah and they were similar i mean they were they were kind of like a hip-hop slash r&b band as well um and then they basically ended in 91 or so uh teddy riley was like one of the main members of that band but then once they broke up riley said well hey i want to make a new band it's gonna be called black street the naming behind the group actually is kind of a combination of two of the the members at the time which were um chauncey chauncey hannibal with his nickname was c black and then there was also um uh joseph stone street so if you connect c black with stone street it becomes black street it's a uh, so that, it's a portmanteau of those two words there you go fancy words so uh this has been fancy words with kyle <laughs> Fancy um, words radio. <laughs> it's the word we have like a word of the day. Um, <laughs> Just like, <laughs> oh God, uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes. They have like the secret word. Yes. And if anyone says it, they have to all just scream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the thing with Black Street. Which is um, also a 90s uh, show. That is true, I think. I so think yeah. It is. That's... Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe you can look that up while I'm talking. Maybe I can. Um, so Black Street was actually really popular because, like, uh, I guess with their debut album, which was just called Black Street, um, it sold platinum. So and it had like a ton of different singles, 
um, most of which were forty top forty hits. Um, so I mean, they did pretty well for themselves, and they're still going today. Uh, believe it or not, that's impressive. Which is pretty cool. Um, so that so that original album uh, was in '94, and then two years later, '96, they released the album Another Level, which included um, the song No. Yeah, you you misspelled it on our page. You said no giddity, but it's oh, no no, no, dig, no diggity. Giggity, giggity, goo. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, uh, and the song the song no diggity is easily easily one of their most famous songs, and it's even included on. Um, it's near the bottom, but it's on um, Rolling Stone and MTV's uh, 100 Greatest Pop Songs. Nice. So it's on there. And as an aside, Peavy's Playhouse ran from September of 1986 to November of 1990, so it's technically a 90s show. Nice. Even though it got canceled in <laughs> 1990. We know why it got canceled. Yeah, because it was too good, and because, because... it got caught masturbating in a theater. Yeah, that's not a role model we want for our children. Speaking of role models we no longer want for our children, what the hell happened to Bill Cosby? Oh yeah, I guess we should talk about that Since because Bill Cosby, because we we always talk about Bill Cosby. Pretty much. For for those who haven't heard, um, there's been a lot of recent like rape allegations with Bill Cosby. Um, have most of them happened? Most of them happened like a long time ago, right? Yeah, it sounds like it from okay. what a lot of the victims are saying. I guess I like I was telling you earlier. It's like it's, I'm not that surprised. I guess yeah. just because it seems to happen with famous people a lot. They just think that they're above the like law. above the law, and they can like have anything they want. So they just and that, do that kind of thing. And that money buys them an anonymity. Because yeah, it sounds all the allegations yeah. along with this are basically every single one of these women in one way or another. He completely paid off to just not ever say anything about it, which is why they're all coming out now because they're like screw it. Yeah, um, but yeah, supposedly Bill Cosby was put in a pudding pop where it didn't belong. Yeah, that's that's one way to say it, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> now that now that GIF of him from Leonard Part Six where he's waving the little wiener has like a whole new meaning. Oh God, <laughs> that was a terrible movie, by the way. That was an awful movie. We should review that on the show. <laughs> For you listeners who don't know. Uh, Leonard Part 6 was I think that was in the 90s right? I thought it was the 80s Might have been in the 80s yeah Basically Bill Cosby plays like A retired CIA agent Who has to come out of retirement To help track down Some evil like vegetarian Lady or something And then he uses like the power of meat To like overcome The power her, of something like it was awful that sounds awful and he has like a he has a car with like a tank turret on top i think <laughs> <laughs> or something god i have to look it up again but it was it, it's an awful movie um if if it's a rainy day and you have nothing else to do i would say go ahead and watch it but yeah wow <laughs> maybe maybe with a few drinks yeah <laughs> make a drinking game out of it every time bill cosby appears on screen if you're lucky you'll be dead before the movie finishes <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so we were we were talking about um no diggity no doubt. a couple minutes ago with uh black street i think we should listen to a short clip of that i can dig it to get I let's, can, let's get an idea i can dig for, it well i'm glad you can <laughs> you can diggity <laughs> it kyle um th- this will give you a good idea of like what they sound like and the type of the type of style that, that they're known for 
I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way. So no diggity, like I said, was from their second album called uh, Another Level. The first single from their third album, which was called Girlfriend Slash Boyfriend, was actually a collaboration uh, with Janet Jackson. And I think that's a tie-in for another person. Tie-in! Yeah. <laughs> now, when we say tie-in, that should be like PB's Playhouse, where you both start screaming and like playing, ah! hitting pots and pans and shit. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I'll have to bring my pots and pans over to my podcasting area next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now for those of you that don't know who Janet Jackson is she's related to Michael Jackson um, and she had a very long prominent career of her own throughout the 80s and 90s That's until true. she popped out a boob at the uh, Super Bowl <laughs> God, oh, she's yeah. 48 Ew. but yeah Janet Jackson was like the queen of the 90s and probably even late 80s just massive massive amounts of hits nasty rhythm nation that's the way love goes together again all of you all for you mm. excuse me i can read um but the specific song that i wanted to mention tonight is the song call on me because it sounds very stereotypically 90s to me although a lot of music does i think this more so because it's a lot of 90s r&b especially female r&b is signified by its massive amount of like reverb and like echoey etherealness. Yeah. If you know yeah. what I'm talking Nin- about. 90s music in general. To that. Had that a lot. It's like yeah. they suddenly discovered the reverb button and they're like, to the max. Uh, you get some of that with like 90s house music too. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, Janet Jackson. Not a whole lot to say other than that she just had a lot of music and then she flushed her career down the toilet with her boobs. I love how that, like that I know, right? It's like a defining thing. I know. It, and it's happened. a shame because that just feels <laughs> like the stupid, what's the word, puritanical nature of our culture is like someone flops a boob out and all of a sudden their career is destroyed because somebody think of the children. <laughs> um, what? So which Super Bowl is that? That was uh, Okay, so that was in t- February 2004, it says. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember so, that. I saw that live. I was... For, I was Right before we moved here, actually, because we moved here oh, in interesting. August of two thousand four. So I don't know. Oh, okay, that's funny. I kind of like didn't even really realize at first. It took me a sec. I was like, "That's a nipple." <laughs> <laughs> so did like did you hit puberty like at that exact moment? Yeah, literally, my first ball hair sprouted at that moment. Okay, that's something I didn't need <laughs> to <didn't> know. <laughs> it was like it was like the plant and Wally. It just like suddenly just went boom. And open. Oh god. <laughs> that uh, would make Wally a very different movie if he had to like rescue the last testicular hair. I'm going I thought on. I thought you were gonna go take that in a direction of like it would be a weird movie if, if that whole thing was like him exploring like his budding sexuality huh? as he grows older. God. Or something. Even though isn't he like four hundred years old or something in that movie? Something like that. I don't remember, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, but yeah, so getting back off track, um, I think that we should listen to a little clip of Call On Me by Janet Jackson. Do 
we have any good tie-ins for like the next? Uh, because she's a girl, she often wore a thong in her videos. Do it, Peter. Throw, <laughs> throw your softball here. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess there is some relevance there, um, because we did want to talk about uh, Cisco, the American R&B singer from uh, from the uh, early '90s onward, as well. Um, more, most specifically, with his song uh, "Thong Song," which is probably would you say that's his most famous song oh yeah that was probably one of the most iconic if not notorious songs of the 90s and uh if you don't know that came from his uh 1999 album unleash the dragon which now that i read that that might be like an innuendo of some kind yeah i don't know (laughs) um so yeah i mean cisco is like because i think all of the most of the people we've talked about so far have been like groups i guess except for Janet Jackson. Yes. Possibly. Um, but Cisco was just one guy. So kind of relevant to this, he was actually the, the lead singer of the R&B group, Drew Hill. Um, I don't know if we were going to talk about them, um, but they were basically in the same genre at the same time. Uh, I guess they were a little bit more on the like hip hop slash gospel end of the spectrum. Um, but they, they had a bunch of number one hits, I guess, apparently during the time, like In My Bed, Never Make a Promise, How Deep Is Your Love. Um, I don't know if any of those ring a bell with you. Maybe not. As deep as your love does. But all the other ones know. Yeah. Um, so I guess he was the lead singer of Drew Hill. But then uh, as as well as that, he was also um, a solo singer basically around. So they, Sorry, I have to jump around here. Drew Hill was more of like 1992 onward. And then Cisco's first debut album came out at the end of 1999. So what as seems to happen with like a solo singer who springs from a group usually it's at least five years or so usually five to ten um and then they say hey i want to make my own stuff so that's what he did and his hit single thong song is uh one of one of the bigger ones of the 90s you although re- technically you remember the video for that song i don't know i do i don't know why so one thing about the thong song is that it's i mean it was right on the edge of 1999 2000 because like technically as a single because Unleash the Dragon came out on November 30th, 1999, but the song by itself as a single didn't come out till January 4th of 2000, two months later. So technically that's a 2000 song if you want to look at it that oh, way. Oh, shut up. He, but it came out originally in the 90s. So True. it was, I don't know. It counts. I don't know how okay, the only reason weird you guys are. I should, I guess getting back to that, the only reason I remember the video is because in the video his hair is silver. He looked like the black silver surfer. <laughs> yeah, well, the his picture on the uh, the album artwork for that song, uh, for Thong Song, he has silver hair, and it looks really friggin' bizarre. Yeah. Like his mustache and everything is still like black hair, but his head hair is silver, and it looks really bizarre. Oh, let me see that funny thing the the next uh, single that cisco had in 2000 after thong song was called what these bitches want (laughs) and i guess it was edited for the radio um to be called what they really want and i guess that makes sense true kind of like um the CeeLo green song from a few years back oh yeah Uh, 
fuck you but the, in the on the radio it's forget you and that was weird too because like we we heard the original version of that like months before it became popular on the radio and then it was on the radio for like a long time yeah and then it just disappeared completely like yeah. a fart in the wind also didn't he get in trouble recently so um, oh god what yeah i think oh no i was, I was gonna say it was more rape stuff i don't um <laughs> it wasn't that he did Everybody but i think him. i think he had i think in the last few months he had um and i don't have this in front of me but i think he had like some controversial like twitter posts where he was like basically saying oh wasn't it like so, homophobic shit no it might have been that but the stuff i remember is like i'm trying to think of how like how he said it. it was basically like really um insensitive to like rape victims oh jesus and saying like something i i this isn't what he said but it was something along these lines it was like if you if you dress that way and if unless you like lock your house like you if someone break. breaks in then you're basically inviting them or something it was something along those lines i was like what the hell are you talking about what a dipshit so he got a lot of flack. He got, got a lot, lot of, of flack. flack from that. <laughs> yeah, basically. So that's all I've heard of CeeLo Green in the last. Yeah, he, within, about, I he got dumped off the. I don't know if he got dumped or if he quit that that stupid voice show. Never heard about him again. Oh uh, yeah, I know he was on there. I don't know what happened. Yeah, he, I mean, I don't, I don't really care. I guess <laughs> got, he got dumped or forcibly removed. I don't know. But he ain't there mm-hmm. no more. Yeah, uh, it sounds like that. Uh, CeeLo Green was a little bit of poison. Diane. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm struggling here. Um, the next artist we want to talk about, because you can't talk about the 90s without this band, is Belle Biv DeVoe. Actually, before before we jump into that, um, should we have a short discussion about um, New Jack Swing? What's New Jack um, Swing? Basically, and like a lot, pretty much all of the artists that we've been talking about so far, yeah. um, like a lot of them are known for this like subgenre, I guess that happened, uh, I guess it's technically like a fusion genre um, that happened in the late eighties and throughout the nineties. It was basically, it mixes hip hop with um, elements of like swing and dance music and soul. I know. Swing, um, I know swing was really massive in the nineties, like in all aspects of, yeah, I guess music. So, I mean, like, this basically is, like, I guess you could say New Jack Swing. It's just, like, a fusion of, like, all of the popular um, 90s genres. You know, hip-hop, dance, pop, R&B, swing, house, and soul. I mean, like, that, well, combining all those together is basically what the 90s was. Um, and y- you see that if, you, you know, if you're researching some of these artists that we're talking about, most of them... It says that they, like, advance, like, the New Jack Swing movement and stuff like that. So... That's, I guess, one way to describe what we're talking about. And obviously, I mean, if you want to get into real technicalities, I mean, there's differences between different artists and what they're doing, but, and some are more one this than the other, but uh, New Jack Swing, I guess, is one, like, encasing name to give to, like, a lot of these, uh, these artists. Yeah, yeah. Funny thing, I guess, that ties into that and this. Belbiv DeVoe... Remember, as you were talking about, Peter, when you were talking about New Edition, how they broke off and did their own thing uh, after the late 80s? Yeah. Bel- yeah. Oh, yeah. Bell yeah. Biv DeVoe was that thing. They were, they were formed by three members of New Edition. Oh, interesting. And I, if you guys can't guess where they got their name, their three members are Ricky Bell, 
Michael Bivens, and Ronnie DeVoe. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense. Doesn't take a genius. So, because uh, I remember reading that, or I, don't, I may have even said it out loud, that two of the members from that group went and did solo stuff. So I'm assuming the that the, other, three, the remaining three yeah, were made doing this. Band. Okay, that's cool. I can dig it. I can dig it. But yeah, it's they basically formed this band out of, I guess, artistic necessity. Did a bunch of songs, I guess, of their own that were pretty famous. Although, I would say probably the most famous album was the album Poison, of which this title song comes from, because it uh, hmm. reached four times platinum, which wow. is, what, That's pretty good. four million? I... Platinum's, no, wait. platinum's a million, right? We always get this wrong. No, I think gold or something is a million. I think platinum is like way more than that, right? Oh. Oh, no, I'm thinking diamond. So I think platinum is... Here we go, million. certification sales threshold. Uh, yeah. God knows how many times we've tried to figure this one out. United States platinum is a million. Uh, gold is five hundred thousand. Diamond is ten million. So it didn't go diamond; it went four times. Okay, five. yeah, that's that's diamond is the one I was thinking of that was insane. Yeah, we should seriously just get like a post-it note and stick that somewhere for both of us. <laughs> we, always... we should just make a poster of that, like an infographic poster. Or something. That would actually be a really cool infographic. Is like the top selling albums like of all time and then showing that somehow graphically through like platinum rings or I don't know. There you go. So yeah, Belle Biv DeVoe, they uh, were the offshoot of the new edition Jackson 5 ripping off peoples. But they have a very famous song, <laughs> like I mentioned, Poison, off of their title album in 1990, also called Poison, because that's what titled album means, because I'm saying redundant things to fill the air with words. Um, that's what we do on Funk Radio. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we should play a little clip of that. That girl is poison. If we want to talk about, uh, I guess, groups who, because we were talking about like platinum and gold and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, we might as well tr- use that as a transition into uh, TLC. I can take it. Uh, the the girl group from the nineties. Yes. Um, and again, this is another one. It's like a mix of R and B, hip hop, New Jack Swing, all that, all that biz. Um, the reason that that's a good transition is that um, their Billboard magazine basically ranks them as like one of the greatest musical trios of all time. Wow. It says that between nineteen ninety and two thousand two, so twelve in the span of twelve years, uh, they had ten top ten singles four number one singles, four multi-platinum albums, and five Grammy Awards. My God. So. The funny thing is, this is one of the few songs, This the song that everyone wanted to talk about, which is, for those of you that don't know, Waterfalls. This is one of the few songs that, oh, yeah. even in my very, very young childhood, uh, when did this song come out so I can actually pinpoint when I remember this? Okay, it came out uh, 95? If you give me two seconds, I can find it for you. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Waterfalls was in 95. You're right. Nice. Um, was that a guess? Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. It's funny because this is one of the few songs that became so popular that despite me being a mere five years old at the time that that came out, I remember mm. the song, I remember its popularity, and I remember liking it at five. Mm. That's um, interesting. There's very few songs that you can remember like pre, you know, seven or eight years old that became so ubiquitous that just you know even before you developed a conscious love of music you remember 
and this is one of them. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Right? Um, since we're talking about waterfalls, let's just play it really quick. So okay. The listeners know what we're talking about. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick into this something in the streams like you're used so that song among most of their other singles throughout the 90s um went platinum which we just established was what a million right yeah did it create a waterfall of money (laughs) <laughs> yeah i guess dlc was a waterfall of money uh, of some kind so like like all the other things i was saying like the one they won grammys uh, a lot of platinum albums and singles and stuff like that um, they're also ranked as like the seventh best act of the 90s they're also among the top the, like the hot 100 artists like of all time mm-hmm. um, so basically they've sold 23 million albums and 6.5 million singles in the u.s alone um, it says worldwide they have sold more than 65 million records. My God. And are ranked as the best-selling American female group of all time. That's really sad. Not sad, but just surprising. That's surprising. Yeah. yeah. That's really surprising. Because you would think someone, something like the Supremes or something would have... Because, I mean, they... Like, pretty much every song they made throughout the 60s was, like, a top one hit. A top one You know what I mean? Sorry. <laughs> I said that wrong. But, I mean, like, they were basically, like... At the time where, like, the Beatles were at the most popular, like, the Supremes were, like, the only other band who was even close to, like, holding their own in terms of popularity at that time, mm-hmm. like, against the Beatles. Um, you know, I think of the of the 20th century, I'm going to guess that they were, like, the most successful uh, girl group. But maybe not. I mean, if if TLC is best the best-selling, so. True. I don't know. Um, another song that you guys might be familiar with because it was also very popular, although not so much as TLC, is the song Real Love by Mary J. Blige. Uh, for those of you that don't know Mary J. Blige, singer, songwriter, um, released her first album in 92, called What's the 411. This song, Real Love, is off of that album. She was really famous, and then stuff happened, and she became not famous. What stuff happened? drug stuff oh, she, also had a, she also had a small acting career interesting uh, she was actually considered the queen of hip hop soul which was uh, similar to New Jack Swing kind of a budgeting genre in the 90s combining hip hop choruses with soul verses if that makes sense yeah yeah wait um, queen, queen of R&B hip hop you said no queen or... of hip hop soul hip hop soul that's very specific. Right? <laughs> I feel like pretty much any genre, you'll have, like, the queen of insert genre here. Yeah, right. Queen of polka. <laughs> I just imagine some really fat lady with, like, pigtails. We are very cultured here on Funk Radio. But yeah, she got tons of awards listed in as uh, Time Magazine's top 100 list of, indi- of influential individuals. This was back in 2007. Sold more than 50 million albums, 15 million singles, so pretty close to TLC to be honest hmm. um, had a lot of songs even in the even the early to mid 2000s had a lot of really really big hits so she spanned like a good two decades from early from early hmm. 90s to 2000s I just wanted to play this particular song because it was off the first album back in 92 and it's still one of her most popular songs 
So, cool. without further ado, this is Real Love by Mary J. Blige. We hope you had real love to that last song. Yeah. <laughs> um, and aside, do we want to mention these other two, or are we getting close to our normal cutoff time? Um, I want to at least... Um, I'm I'm looking at the the page for Tevin Campbell. I want to men- at least mention him. Yeah, pretty let's quick. let's just do Kevin Campbell because Tony Tony Tony, no one gives a shit. <laughs> well, no one cares. We'll, we'll just say Tony 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 existed. Yeah, yeah, that works. Um, yeah, they were a group. So but I guess we're not gonna talk to them about them now. Just be. Yeah, I don't know if you wanted to keep it similar to in length to the other ones. Uh, whatever. Okay. But but they they're a group. So if you guys are really interested in. More of these groups. Check out Tony, Tony, Tony. Are you including this in the, in the thing? I thought yes. this was an aside. God damn it. Peter, when I say aside... Or I can, or I can just take it out. That's fine. No, I, I was, I'm just lambasting you on air. When uh, I say aside, fine. that means I'm talking to you aside. It's like... Oh, well, I didn't like I didn't hear... <laughs> I didn't hear you say aside. Son of a bitch. So, Tevin Campbell... Uh, he again like R&B soul, Jack Swing. Um, also gospel, I guess, was part of his um, his influence as well in his early career. The cool thing about him is that he's actually collaborated with a lot of like famous other famous um, musicians. Like uh, he collaborated with Quincy Jones. And everyone uh, collaborated with Quincy Jones. That's I know, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's that's still a good thing to say. True. Like, hey. Let's go to my resume. I collaborated with Quincy Jones because he was like that's the king like of that's like saying everything. oh I speak Spanish. Everyone puts that on the resume. <laughs> well, it's better to have it than to not have Touché. it. So, hey, if I could say on my resume that I collaborated with Quincy Jones, I would and definitely he me Spanish. <laughs> and he taught me Spanish. I would totally put that on there. Yeah, true. But um, they collaborated on Tevin Campbell's debut album, which was called Tevin. Um, How original? Not 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 the most original name, but it's called Campbell Soup. <laughs> Brought to you by Campbell Soup. <laughs> I feel like we need like a corporate sponsor for every episode that we do. Right, we need like a little guess, like bell every time we say a corporate sponsor, we just hit the bell. Or it's the Pee Wee's Playhouse thing. Whenever we say the corporate sponsor's name, we just have to shout and scream. <laughs> it's bang like, on things. It's like the end of the movie. It's a Wonderful Life. Every time the bell rings, a corporation pays us money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish. I wish. Yeah. I guess Tevin Campbell also had a little bit of an acting career as well. I can do um, he, uh, he appeared in the sequel to Purple Rain, which is called Graffiti Bridge. Uh, he I also made... was a sequel to Purple Rain. Was it done by I... Prince? <laughs> and yes, that was written, directed, and starring Prince and music by Prince. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah. Check that out if you love Purple Rain and want more of the same kind of thing. Apparently. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, he also made appearances on uh, some TV shows, including The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which autom- automatically <gasps> makes Speaking awesome. of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I got a tie-in. So, I, at the risk of exposing my masculine manhood, I was watching Dancing with the Stars last night. Okay. Um because someone else wanted to, that wasn't me. Do you remember Carlton from the show? Yeah, I do. I forgot the name of the actor, so I'm going to look that up right now. 
he is apparently on this season of Dancing with the Stars. That's cool. Yeah. How, how, do, how is he he's at dancing? Not bad, actually. Apparently, he's uh, as a child, he was trained in tap dance, so in the particular dance that I saw, he actually incorporated a bit of that, which hmm. I was actually impressed. Um, That's cool. Well, I guess it's hard to talk about the 90s without mentioning Fresh Prince. Right? Can you can you recite the entire opening to the show by heart? I wish. Uh, Carl, Carlton Banks was Alfonso Ribeiro. God, that face. That's... So beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he is currently on Dancing with the Stars and did a good job. I think he actually won this the round or something. I don't know how. It's one of those stupid things where, like, they have you cast your vote through text and each text costs like three dollars and fifty cents and it's like jeez i don't even know i'm making it up um Uh. i'm just making fun of the show because it's easy to do um but yeah he did he did like a little tap dancey bit with his partner that was actually pretty good i was impressed and he's going on 43 so he's no youngster (laughs) so he's an oldster yay for random tie-ins yeah, and we got to talk about Fresh Prince, which we don't usually get to do. I know. I love Fresh Prince. I gotta watch that again. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I don't it's not on Netflix. Really? I think it's on Amazon Prime. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> cool. Um we have actually talked about Tevin Campbell once before on the show. Really? Um again in the in the nineties um uh, animation episode. Uh because he was the voice of the character uh Powerline in the Goofy movie. <laughs> Oh, and my. he performed those two songs. That is another very. Is that was that made in the nineties? That that was made in the nineties. Yeah, that was like ninety five. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, all we talked about. Yeah, because the movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I remember that. Uh, um, yeah, ninety five. Perfect. Oh, I so, love these. Time that was basically answers. that. That character was basically a, a take, like a making fun of Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah I think. Much. So, um, but Tevin Campbell provided like the singing and talking that's voice. Right now that you say that, I totally remember that. That's too funny. Yeah. I'm sad that oh. I'm sad that a Goofy movie two is on Netflix, but not the original. I know. I always get pissed off when I that see seems, that. That like as much as I like Netflix, that seems to happen a lot. Where it's like, oh, it's Mulan. Oh no, it's Mulan two. <laughs> you know, it's all yeah. The, it's it's all the, the, the sequels that no one cares about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, an extremely goofy movie. Wasn't that the one where like Max college. goes to college yeah. and then Goofy becomes the professor and like gets married, which yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, Goofy in any married. way at all. Yeah, that was stupid. Stupid. Um, you can't beat the charm of the original. This is true. Um, one of the great films of the nineties. <laughs> For us nineties. I was gonna say we should do a whole other episode on just nineties animated movies. Good job, Kyle. Yeah. Well, for you listeners who want to listen to that episode that we did, uh, I believe that was episode sixty, which was a while back. Yeah, that was episode sixty. Yeah, I can do math. 45 episodes back? And this is episode 104, so whatever math. So yeah, this was our little recap of uh, the glory that was the 90s. The era of Nintendo 64s and Pokemon and And Wonder Balls. Balls. So sad that they banned those. They still have those in Europe, you know. Yeah, I heard that, which is pretty cool. So Um, for, for you people who know 90s R&B and that kind of thing really well. Um, we probably slaughtered this to hell. Yeah, so please uh, feel free to correct us on our Facebook page. <laughs> on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Um, for those who don't know anything about this, kind of like us, um, this I guess this was more of just like an overview of the, some of the bigger artists of that that movement of music. Yeah. 
usually we can talk a little bit more off the cuff with stuff that we're more familiar with but uh yeah we want to expand and teach you more than just what's easy yeah why do what's easy when you can do what's hard that's what she said that (laughs) so we'll be back next week with probably stuff that we're more familiar with yeah but um you have to give us credit for trying yeah always give us credit please give us credit Uh, give us credit on our facebook page at facebook.com at facebook.com you know i feel bad on my other podcast because half the time when i say like us on facebook i say facebook.com slash get your funk and then i have to like correct myself because <laughs> i have to, um, I've, I've, been, I've said it especially because especially i did it last week because do you, do you um, we did we did this we did this one and the other one. i recorded both in the same day yeah oh geez so it all gets muddled together do, do your other <laughs> podcasters on that show just go like god damn it yeah um it's good that's that's the i guess muscle memory that i want to instill in you for the funk i know funk memory um you know what we should do yes for like suggesting new topics for our show we should do the dancing with the stars thing where people have to text in to us and ideas but then it costs them like five dollars a text I like so it. we get money i like it yeah since we're not making any money off corporations we might as well make money off you listeners <laughs> <laughs> so mail us your checks Oh, Lord. Okay, I think we're done. Yep. But uh, we hope you enjoyed some 90s music and being educated. And at least for those of you in the thing. American Peninsula, have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that too. Because that's in a couple days. Unless you're we, listening uh, to this afterwards, in which case... We, in which case, it's after, and it will be in the future again for the next Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let the sultry sound of our voices put you to sleep after your food coma. <laughs> that's true. I bought a turkey today. Uh, a small turkey. Nice. Did and you stuff it, it with funk? It, uh, not yet. <laughs> I just imagine like shards of like 45 sticking out of it. Like god. shrapnel. <laughs> What's this crunchy topping? Oh god. Oh jeez. So yeah, we hope you give thanks for the funk because we do every day. Merc. Um, this Merc. has been your host Kyle. And this has been your host Peter. Thanks for listening to Funk Radio. Listen to next time because we'll be talking next time. doodly doo 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 Bulk. If you want to hear more awesome podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening. <laughs>